When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we dive into how to get a woman to chase you, and you get to hear straight from two women's mouths how it feels when a guy pulls back and doesn't give you as much attention as you're used to. You'll see what happens to these women and how they feel about this guy when he does these things. And then we're also going to teach you how to do it without being a douchebag. So keep listening to this week's episode of the Ask Women. Uh, now, What She Wants podcast. guys, welcome to the What She Wants podcast. I'm going to get it right every single time, but then every time I get it right... You're still going to comment on getting it yes. right? So the name of our show used to be Ask Women, and oh. Wondery wanted to change the name yeah. to What She Wants. I don't know. I never loved the name Ask Women, because I don't really feel like I'm a woman. <laughs> it's like, ask a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. And the What She Wants sounds like a little, like, I don't cheesy. know. Like, what She Wants. Yeah, it's like, I don't like know. we're snapping our fingers. Like, yeah. this is what I want, and this is what you must... I mean, I get what they're... I like, what does she want? Ask women. Or something like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now we're going to change it to what does she want. That's so long. But that seems weird, too. What does she want? Yeah, what does she want? Yeah. What does she want? <laughs> Very uptight men who yes. speak like this. Yeah, exactly. But ask women... Like, okay, so I had a, a few people who were writing into me saying what they thought of the new name. One person was like, yeah, I never really got Ask Women. One person said, I, you know, I love Ask Women because I, that's how they found us originally because you know, they type in like, I'm trying to ask, like, yeah, I, like, I want to ask a woman something. Really? And so that's how they found us. Kind so of I don't know. And it's based off of Ask Men. Ask Men are the huge yeah, brand. Right. I don't even know. I, I actually think it was a good name. See, yeah. Well then fuck John. I know John. Come on. Yeah. Just All be right. like, listen, I think they should change their name back. So we also have Rachel O'Brien with us, who's a very beautiful, very funny comedian. And thanks. We were supposed to do a show before, and I was like a wreck, an emotional basket case. and so Which is typical. But it just so happened, you guys were going to continue to do the episode without me. Mm -hmm. Would have been a better show. Um... But then, the, so. but then the stuff it's always broke, a better show what else. Yeah. yeah, and it broke, so now we have a second yeah. chance, which yeah. is even better. because now, the three now I have more stories. It's been a couple weeks. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Exactly. We talk about second chances. Oh, that's good. We've talked about that before. We have. But we, we, I'm giving someone a second. I've been giving someone a second chance. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Did I talk about it on here? I don't know. What is the story? Well, the dude. I know. I've told a lot of stories. Is it the person we both made up with? No. No. Um, many bullets for him. Uh, this guy, I mentioned he had like small hands. Did I talk about that on the show? I don't think so. He's super cute. His hands are a little small. Where like, I what don't know what I would notice that in someone though. Are they like alarming? So you notice small? ghosts and smoke in a picture and <laughs> you don't notice somebody's like size of their hands or weird things on their body? Well, because he's not super tall. I don't need a dude to be super tall, mm-hmm. but he's like a little shorter to where I'm now like micro, I'm not, no pun intended. <laughs> um, not like micro focusing. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Hyper focusing. Now I'm hyper focusing on like everything that I'm trying to either justify that like I can be into him or not be into him. Okay. Let's hope he doesn't listen to this. I know. <laughs> he might not even know his hands are so small. He'll start walking around like this, like stretching out his fingers. He okay. might not know it's him. But we were sitting at the table and he had like his hands on the table mm-hmm. and I had my hands on the table and I was kind of looking and I'm like, oh my God, his hands aren't that much bigger than my hands. Right. And that was like, and you're a very little person, right? So it's like, oh no. Um, and 
then afterward, I started. But why, so let me ask you, so, cause I'm sure that Rachel has some stories about this as well, but why, why do you think that those things are so important to women and why do you think they stand out? Is it because other things aren't falling into place or tip or really yeah. because those things bother you? I think if other things were falling into place, cause I didn't like the place that he picked for us to go. I didn't really like his outfit. It was like, you could tell that it was like his date date right. outfit like his mom picked it out for him Aww. because I had seen pictures on his Instagram of how he really dresses he's kind of slovenly in like a cute way like he wears like Hawaiian shirts from like the thrift store mm-hmm. so it's like he was trying to put on his like good boy outfit so he had like a sweater with like a shirt like a button up collar underneath you know button kind of and then this is adorable it, it was <laughs> adorable but like what's hard is that it wasn't but it's adorable on. for your nephew. It's right, adorable. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. I thought it was adorable too. And like when he was getting me a drink, when he was getting me drinks, multiple, um, not at the same time, but he would kind of waver between where our table was and the bar. So like while the bartender was making the drink, he would walk back to the table and then he would like look back to the bartender and be like, are they ready yet? And then he'd come back to the table. And so it was like all adorable, but not a yeah, but that, on. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you could just stay at How the How many bar. dates have you gone on with him? Just one. Just one. Oh, okay. And so we had that one. And then um, he got a little more buzzed than me. Um, and oh, so... That's a red flag right there. Yeah. But I was also, like, so tired. I need someone that drinks as much as I do. And can handle it. <laughs> well, no, he drank more than me. I, and, I was, but can oh, handle okay. it. Meaning, like, oh, they, they've yeah. built up a tolerance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had no They've tolerance. trained for it. We weren't there very long. And he probably had, like, three beers or something. I mean, maybe he drank before I got there because he was there before me. But probably not. Um, and so, at the end, you could tell he was really tipsy. And I was like, okay. But I thought he was cute and everything. Anyway, um, he gave me like a little peck on the cheek and that was really it. But then I didn't really hear from him and I was kind of surprised. And then you're and like, then, oh, like, now I like his little And hands. then five days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't even fit in any place. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and then so um, a few days later he wrote to me, he's like, so what was the consensus on Friday night or whatever? And I was like, I don't know what you, what do you think the consensus was? I really didn't know. And then he didn't really follow up with me after that. And I started looking at his pictures on Instagram. I'm like, he's really cute. And he was really funny. And I think I was being really hard on him. Wait, well, so now that he's not texting you, you I like him now? Yes. I think so. So um, now it's been this ongoing thing of like, he'll ask me, he's like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, nothing. What are you doing? And then he's like, da, 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 and won't really ask me to do anything. So I don't know if I like him because he's not really seeing me a second time, but I'm right. totally willing to go out with him again. And I actually te- texted him and I said, and I haven't texted this to any other dude. I was like, hey, I'm leaving for two months. I want to get together before I leave. Oh, well, that's a big turn on for a lot of guys. <laughs> no, but I just wanted to, I want to see him. But I don't know about the it's like, you have nothing to lose at this point because yeah, you're like, leaving town. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not into invested that much that if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but right. I'm definitely willing to do the stuff. Oh, it sounds like you want to sleep with him. No, I really don't. Okay. Actually, I just want to see if he has a really small penis to match his hands. That's what yes. I was thinking about when he the hands thing. Yeah. Deeply curious. What if he had a huge penis? Would well, you just blow did, that theory out of the... On the date, he did make the remark that he was like good down well there. Yeah. How does one just slip that into conversation? I know, I know. It was like something like he Especially was, one that wears a sweater set. Or I know. I don't know how he did it. I. It was something like the woman he had been seeing, and I say woman because it was an older woman. Like yeah. She was like in her 50s. He's 31. Right. Um, and so I thought that was funny, but I think he said something like, well, she liked my, or something, like she liked my thing. Cuckola. Maybe he's yeah. aware of his small hands, that's so he feels it. like he needs to drop things that's like that. Up. Yeah, that's what well, I he did it smoothly, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. maybe that's something also that you liked about him. Not the yeah. fact that he has a big penis, but the fact that he smoothly slid that in. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and he's very fine. Do you okay. think he's afraid to ask you out again? No, I don't think so. So why is he just like? I don't like when people are like. I don't want to make small talk. I don't need you to ask me how my day is. Yeah, just make a plan to hang out. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. I went out with this guy twice. And now all he does is just Snapchat me what he's doing all day. I don't care what you're eating, right, buddy. Right. I don't need to see it. Right. But what would he rather he do? Ask Call me or like text me and be like, let's hang out. Yeah. But it's making you intrigued by him. No, it's you're annoying. Not no, no, I'm no, like, yeah. no, I'm mostly annoyed. I'm just like, but were you intrigued at all ever when he first started doing that? So I, I'm trying to find no. the balance here. I mean, at first I was like, oh, he's like, well, the first few Snapchats, I was like, oh, he's letting me in on his life. Cool. But then when there was no text involved, I don't even open up now. Now I'm just like, oh, God, there's Snapchat. <laughs> well, isn't that a way of That's starting awesome. a conversation? Isn't he trying to get you to start talking? Like, do you respond back when he sends that to no. you? No. <laughs> if I open up, I don't even respond to him. Oh, really? Well, maybe that's because he's just annoying me. Engage. Well, so the thing is, is that you had gone on a date with him. Did it not Twice. go well? Um, the first one, he was just like a little... Uh, reserved or shy. And I think that like, he's used to like girls, like maybe wanting something from him. And so he's just very like, 
Because mm. I, I asked him, I was like, why are you so weird? Like, <laughs> I was like, you're kind of quiet. And he's like, oh, I don't think like, weird's a very nice thing to say. I was like, okay, sorry, I don't mean weird. Like, you're just sort of like quiet. I can't read you. And he explained that he's reserved for that reason, basically. That's funny because the guy with the small hands, I said, you're a weirdo. <laughs> small hands. <laughs> small hands. I was like, small hands sound like cabbage. Because I realized it's funny. And he yeah. Um, but I said, uh, I said, you're a weirdo. And he's like, he goes something like, chauvinist, fine. Jerk, okay, but weirdo. Like, yeah, I like that one. If they say I'm a weirdo, yeah, but yeah, yeah but I think as a silly back, but I think but... as a guy, when you call a guy a weirdo, it's like they think like I'm not trying to do anything like creepy, like right. yeah. For yeah. a girl, it's adorable. Like, oh, you're so weird. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Really, you're different. You're special. Yeah, There's something interesting yeah. about you. But I want to dive into this a little bit because you're both kind of saying the same thing. So there are two guys in your lives right now, or maybe he's out of your life. I mean, I have about five. <laughs> There's like, six guys. Actually, we have two guys. You're saying hypothetically. I'm just, just saying, saying in general, you yeah. tell me two oh, stories. Okay. So yeah. there's several situations right now where you have specific guys in your life that may not have turned you on completely. You may not have hit it off with completely mm-hmm. at the first round of you guys going out, but there's something in you that's questioning them saying, maybe I'll give them a second chance. Mm-hmm. Right. And they are continuing to not ask you out. And you're saying that one of these guys, it annoys you after a while. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that you're, you're, you're like screaming from the hilltops. I want you to just ask me out. How long will you keep up with that behavior? Do you think before it gets annoying? Uh, when I leave to go home for a couple months, if he doesn't like ask me to hang out within the next week, then it's over. Then it's over because okay. he knows I'm leaving. Okay. But so my, my if- question is for both of you is what are the signs that you're giving that says I had a nice time on the first date. I'm open to going out again versus I'm just responding back to you to be polite. Cause I think that that's a difficult part for a lot of guys. Cause you're saying like, I want to know how it went. I like that. That guy asked you like straight out, like, how did it go? Um, cause most guys don't do that. Yeah. But so what, what is it that you're showing these guys that says to them, I want to go out again? Cause they have a lot of situations where they come up against girls who will still talk to them afterwards, mm-hmm. but won't out you know, outwardly say, I wasn't into you. We didn't have a good time. What, what's the difference between Well, you, you sent a text that said you wanted to hang out, right? Yeah. I mean, that one was very straightforward. And what did he say back to that? He said, for for schnizzle or schnizzle or whatever. Yeah. So I don't think it's like, you can't even say that with a straight face. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, did your hands even type that? That's (laughs) that's why it came out like that. His hands are so small. Um, okay. No, sorry. Continue. I interrupt. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like I went out of my way both times to go to where he lives in Santa Monica to hang out. I feel like that's like showing interest yeah, both times. Yeah. Well, the, the second time, because it was 4th of July and like, I was like, I wanted to go do something by the beach. So basically. Okay. Anyway. Oh, okay, yeah. But, um, but I, I said, so making an effort. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I've said afterwards, like, you know, Oh, are you going to be in like West Hollywood at all the, like this week? Like, let me know if you are like, let's meet up or whatever. So again, making effort. Yeah. And effort. he Snapchatted me that he's in West Hollywood. He was at the Laugh Factory. Not only was he right next to my house, but also on my turf. Right. <laughs> and just yeah. Snapchatted me that he was there. Right, I was right. like, I think that was the last straw for me. I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think it gets confusing because it's like, why are you Snapchatting me? Like, yeah. why are you sending these messages? Because mm-hmm. I, I, and I also just don't care right. what you're doing. Right, because it's like, ask me. That's what happened with small hands was that <laughs> if we ever get married, I'm going to be like, Tommy small hands. Take Tommy small hands. <laughs> um, uh, Cause he'll ask me what I'm doing and then there's like no intent behind it. And I'm like, that's why I said you're a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I was like, I'm literally doing nothing. Like I said that, like to ask me to do something. So mm-hmm. Saturday night. Oh yeah, you did tell me this. Yeah. And, um, he then didn't say to do anything. He didn't ask you to, to do anything. So that's why I said you're a weirdo because it just gets weird if someone's writing yeah. to you with no intent. So in that case though, were you supposed to pretend like you were so busy cause it was Saturday? Most likely if I think I liked him more. Uh huh. I would have been like, oh, I'll just dinner with friends. Yeah. But like with him, I'm like, I'm really Meanwhile, care. you're eating a cup of noodle. Yes. Your and it's mostly down my chest. <laughs> this is interesting. So what I'm hearing is a lot of the, the of, of what men get confused about when women will still write them, but with no intention of going out with them again. So to sort of just be I polite. think that you can tell the difference when like, I think it's more. No, but on their end, they're, they're not pulling the trigger. To yeah, the I don't think not. either of them are shy or are afraid yeah. to ask you. Yeah, but I not. think that they're just being polite. Right. But that's what a lot of but women do. he writes to me out of the blue and says, what are you doing? Like, I haven't texted I think women do that as well. And and women do that as well. It's yeah, a lot of guys. Like, when you're having, yeah, you, yeah. Exactly. you're having a down moment, nobody's giving you attention, and you're like, oh, well, I'll just reach out to this guy. This, well, this one, too, he said, I was like, so, so some guy I was, date, God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he could listen. Okay. To so maybe not. I'm sure. Like you, no, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't mention it. But whatever. Some guy I was hanging out with, I was like, well, maybe I, I'm actually not, not going to mention it. But whatever. I reached out to this guy, the, the football player. because I was like, oh, he'd be a good podcast guest. I've never had an athlete on. And so I asked him to do my oh, podcast. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm really busy this last week before he goes back to, you know, train or whatever. Um, goes back to Minnesota. And he's like, but I would really like to see you and hang out with you before I leave. And I was like, yeah, hopefully we can make it work. My week's kind of hectic or whatever. And then he gave, I was like, what are your best days? He's like, Wednesday through Friday. But even that annoyed me. He's like, Wednesday through Friday. He's like, I have a friend staying with me, but you can come here and hang out with both of us. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? It's too, it, that, that's it's just like too confusing. Yeah. And I was like, uh, maybe I was like, I might go to Canada on Thursday, which is true. I might go just for a day. And I was like, we'll see. Okay. It's one of those. Anyway. Okay. Well, so interesting, but I want to get back to the, the second chances that you're talking about. So you are open to giving second chances. Are you open to giving second chances to people? People who may not have made a great I first impression. I wasn't before until yeah. this guy. Okay. I was like, no, once I know I don't like a guy, I don't like a guy. Okay. But then this it guy de- changed it. It okay. depends on how bad the first impression is. If they're like mean or something, no second chance. But if it's just like, they're a little awkward, like, yeah, some people get nervous. Okay. Yeah. I would get but a what about chance. if you have like no chemistry on the date, but you have a fun time with them. Like, so there's no flirting, there's no attraction, but you think that person is nice. Would you go out with them? Mm-hmm. And what? I like hanging out with people for people too. You never know like, if, like they could be, they end up being a good friend or something. So how do you know that you're not into some guy that you got on a date with? Like when, at the end of the date, when you walk away and you say, yeah, that wasn't a, for romantic purposes in the future. Like how, like what is that difference? What is it that you're looking for on that date to feel when you walk away? Hmm. I don't know. I've like been so specific on like who I've chosen to go out with since I've been single. Like just because I've made so not mistakes, but like I've uh, given up a lot of like things that maybe I haven't been picky enough. And so I've been so picky with who I've gone out with that pretty much everyone at the end of the day, I've been like, all right, I go out with them again, just because it's like, they're an interesting person. They, you know, they're successful. Yeah. There was one guy that like the, he there was no indication on his profile that he had long hair like he had like a long bob and, <laughs> and that 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 was about that yeah, was the only one where I was like mm, that was yeah. so that turned you off yeah because all of his hair was he had short hair and all of it but it wasn't like it was like he had like he was like a sexy muscular guy with like a man but not even that really like that he was like he was like a fragile little man with like long fine hair yeah. <laughs> so what attracted to you what attracted you about him before his short hair well no I thought he was cute. But and was he, he was not a doctor. Long hair. It was just weird, just and it was like it was like he'd straight like he had a blowout. Ew, ew, <laughs> it, was like, it was like too what much. What was his personality yeah. like? Um, he was kind of shy, kind of quiet. Okay, so he yeah, had there was hair a hair yeah. and yeah. character as well. Yeah. Okay. What if? I guess you wouldn't even know the answer to this, but if his personality was better, then I would consider. It. Yeah, but I also just think it's like you tricked me. Like you don't get to yeah. put these. You should look at least somewhat like your photo. Yeah. Like Not clearly like, those are like, it takes a long time to grow your hair out. Clearly those photos are from like four years ago. Right, exactly. Unless you got extensions. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be, <laughs> can you imagine kissing a guy and feeling extensions? Ew. Yeah. Ew. I just said, yeah, as if it's done. Yes. Yeah, I, I can totally imagine it. <laughs> Jordan does that. Exactly. Okay. So I wanted to get to some overanalyze this questions because we have, you know, three women here, which is mm-hmm. very rare that we don't have a man with us. Two as and well. a half. Two and a half women. We have a skinny boy and two women in the room. Um, so uh, here's the first question. Is it even worth trying to approach someone out of your class, i.e. plumber or electrician versus college professor? Is there a point to it? So let's say there's a guy who's a plumber. Is there any point of him trying to approach somebody? Is this crack showing? Absolutely. This is very crucial. Absolutely. Um, then no. If the, it, it, basically, it's a joke, but also I'm kind of asking, like, if they present themselves as a plumber, like, gross, you know, like, dirty nails and, like, gross jeans that are worn. But so let's say they do. And probably not because it's because that just shows like who, who they are in general. Yeah, for, like right. like they're not taking care of themselves. And a professional so. would never be interested in somebody who does not take care of themselves. I'm talking about, about like Joe Chuck Brewski's in his recliner in his trailer. Like that's kind of like right. that's what comes across. I'm not talking like but let's say sexy, dirty Joel Chuck and Brewski's in her lawyer gear, but comes home and is also. The same if you get that yeah. vibe from her, sure. I think I think people I think opposites can attract like that. Where like someone's super A type and like has this like big career, they can be easily attracted to someone that is more like relaxed because it brings out a different side of them, right? Like and doesn't have like yeah. I think that easily. But do you think in most cases that it's worth? Well, first of all, I think it's worth it to 
what do, what do these guys have to lose? You might as well try. Right. Yeah. You're a plumber. You have nothing to lose. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you might as well. And I no, told the story last time when it didn't work, but I, I used to date someone that was uh, paralyzed in a wheelchair and he didn't have any, any, like he had balls of steel. Like he was not nervous at all to like That's basically awesome. approach me. And it that, that made him more attractive. I was like, Oh, good for you. Like I, I liked the confidence. Can yeah. you elaborate on this? What yes. was the scenario? So he, this is a little bit different from like dating in yeah. different classes, but I like this story. But it's still somewhat of a different, yeah. like it's like, it's I can a different just, position in life. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, because he's sitting in your seat. He, we had mutual friends uh, in Oregon, and um, I was living in LA at this point, and Robbie was getting this surgery that was supposed to make him walk. It was like from the Christopher Reeve Foundation. It was this like miracle oh, wow. surgery. And our mutual friend wanted to do a documentary on it. I was the only person he knew in LA, so I put a team together. We went out and filmed a documentary on him. And so we were spending a lot of time together, and it had just eventually happened where, like, he, like, you know, can you, and he was very successful, too. He was really good at, he was a good day trader. Um, and it just happened where, like, we were spending so much time together, like, he, like, kissed me, and I was like, I like this guy. What was his personality like? Like, well, how was he treating you beforehand? Um, well, I think that he let, so he used to, he, when he got paralyzed, he was, um, a baseball player. He just won the college world series. Oh, yeah. He was just like really handsome, like tall, gorgeous athlete. And basically like a car, like hit him and drove off, like just a total oh, hit and run God. freak thing. And so like when he didn't have that kind of stuff to rely on, like with like being an athlete and stuff, that's probably how he got girls. He became very successful. So he would rely on like money and gifts and stuff, which I understand that. So yeah, like he was constantly, and he would be taking us all out to dinner and he was just sort of like spoiling all of us. And it just felt like he could, I don't know, sort of take yeah even though he couldn't physically like it felt like yeah he just basically did all the things that a guy should do made made me feel safe made me feel um yeah right but like so let's say there was somebody who uh wasn't wealthy wasn't a day trader who had been hit in a, a freak accident uh was in a wheelchair didn't really dress well had but was really confident, like with the with that. Skill. As long as he had, like, he, yeah, I mean, if he, if so a lot of people, oh, God, and I always feel bad for people too. But a lot of people, like, where when they have accidents like that, they get into like a deep depression and like they're, you know, maybe like alcoholics. Not that Robbie didn't drink a lot, uh, or you know, they really feel sorry for themselves, which they should. I don't blame them. That would be hard though, because that was like Lose Robbie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're angry. Like Robbie had a spark about him that was like inspiring. And so. So it wasn't necessarily the money. It was also just like, he, it was just a driven person. Like even if he didn't have money, he was going to be successful no matter what. Right. He yeah. still had like a zest for life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he was going to be driven towards something else. Yeah. And so is that the underlying thing that you were attracted to? The fact that he has that drive that no matter what, because the thing mm-hmm. is he was just a baseball player before. Yeah. And he completely transformed yeah. who he was. Well, like was 19. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but that's what he, happened, but so. that's what he knew at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he just, then he, he switched to something else yeah. and still succeeded. Yeah. It. So he was, yeah, he was, a, he was a cool person regardless. Did he ever have moments of feeling sorry for himself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And how um, long were you guys together? Two years. Wow. Yeah. We lived together. We would have gotten married had his mom not been an asshole. Oh, wow. Yeah, she sucked. Well, actually, let's talk about that for a second. About Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that, like, in-law stuff. Yeah. Do you like your in-laws? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I was like, it's always so hard. You never think that people are going to listen, and then do. people do listen, and you're like, shit. I know. You're like, I shouldn't have said that. Um, here's the thing: I love my in-laws. It's actually one of the. It was one of the selling points for my mm-hmm. husband in the very beginning. Um, but mm-hmm. since having children, it's become a much more complicated situation yeah. because there's a lot of opinions on a lot of uh, yeah, a lot more opinions that really affect people. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's a, it's been a little bit more challenging, but I think it will change once my kids grow up a little bit yeah. more. That's so why you got to yeah. find a guy without parents. Just I know parents. Yeah. No, exactly. That's what you got to go for. But let's get back to the class issue of plumbers and electricians. Can they go for people who are outside of their social class? Hundred percent, I think so. And so many women are so like lonely, and it's so hard to date. That if someone's just like nice and loving, it doesn't have frankly matter what they do. That's the discovery that I've had being single <laughs> and lonely. And lonely is that. So I've never been anti-gay or lesbian or anything like that, but I was watching, um, but I've never totally gotten it either. Like yeah. I've never been like, 
feeling them or something. Um, I don't know. So I was watching. Well, so now you're a lesbian. Uh, I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> so I was watching Say Yes to the Dress uh-huh. on TLC, which is like the worst show. So it's just all wedding dress shopping. I'm shocked every time it. I learn something new about you. Like, oh my God, there's, watch. there's so many girly weird things about me and yeah. like Midwestern mom things about me. Like I love yeah. Long Island medium and terrible TV. But anyway, um, so I was watching it and they had two women on there that were getting married and both picking out dresses for, you know, for themselves. They were marrying each other. Mm-hmm. And I was in such a state of like, wow, dating is so awful that when I saw them together and they were so in love and they were crying together because they found like their dresses, I was like, it's so hard to just find love, let alone like with the opposite gender. I just thought if you find love and you love something that much, I don't care what it is. Like, I'm not saying like marry your car because mm-hmm. it's like, it's free. <laughs> but like, I totally get the, like, I just get it. Cause it's so like you were saying, like mm-hmm. it's so lonely and it's so difficult that like, if you can find something that you love mm-hmm. and it just, it might not be the right thing, but you love it. Go for it. My yeah, friend Taylor, that's how it's Taylor and Taylor. Now it's two girls. Oh, that, okay. that the same thing. She was married to a guy and she had everything like, and he wasn't a bad guy. He was like, he, and they live in New York. He was like from this super rich old money family. Like, and they didn't really fight that much. Like it was not a bad situation, but I think that maybe like they, they were disconnected and I don't know, they kind of fell out of love, but she was never a lesbian and she still doesn't even consider herself a lesbian. But when she was going through her divorce, her friend Taylor was like kind of the same friend group. They just became so close and she just sort of fell in love with her like as a person. And now they're like the happiest, like now they're together and like couldn't be happier. But she still doesn't even consider herself a lesbian. She's just as like... I, I fell in love with the person. Did you see Tig, the uh, the documentary? I didn't, see, Tig Nataro. I, I didn't see it. Um, her uh, her wife is the same thing. Mm-hmm. She's straight her entire life. Yeah. And then just fell in love with her, not as a woman, but like yeah. as a person. Do you think it's though that like, like women, it's not like giving up, but like it's so hard dating men that eventually they're just like, well, this seems easier. Well, well, they understand me. Kind of like, it's almost like you, you're so hungry. It's like, whatever, you'll just take whatever food you can get mm-hmm. at a certain point. Cause it's going to fill you up, you know, or maybe you just decide some of the things that are important to you. I, I wouldn't say that many pe- women who are in their twenties have these things happen to them. Mm-hmm. And it happens later in life. Right. Yeah. Like I, mean, if I meet a young lesbian. I'm like, no, no, you have to wait till you get super jaded and then become a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Like you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. You're, you're just trying to piss your parents off right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Like do it when you actually need it. So, but that's the thing. I think a lot of people get more clear on what is really important to them and what they need from a partnership, especially if they have been in a marriage and they've been mm-hmm. in that marriage for a young time. Maybe they're like, I do know the things that I need and therefore maybe their scope mm-hmm. opens up of who, who yeah. they're looking for. But I think back, it changes all the time. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, but back to the, to the class thing, I think like the consensus is from what I'm hearing from you guys is that it is completely possible, but you have to have a few things in order to cross over those lines, which are the same things that are, are needed, whether there's a class difference mm-hmm. or not. It is having um, that confidence in yourself, that drive, whether it's for great success or just like happiness, whatever mm-hmm. it is, those things are super attractive to everybody, whether they are a lawyer, a plumber, yeah. whatever. And they, and so just they, think they, about you know, Miranda and Steve in Sex and the City. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Steve's a bartender, Miranda, a lawyer. Yeah. And she went, but she was hung up on it for yeah. a bit. And then she was like, no, I, I love her. I mean, I know it's fictional, but like he calmed her down. Like she was so uptight and like he made her more fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's also, um, I know these are all movie examples, yeah. but, um, but they're based on real stories. Sure. I'll, I'll go to my group, um, of our, our couples. Mm-hmm. Every single one of the women who are, there's a group of, of four couples that we hang out with. Um, and for a period in time, in the beginning of each of our relationships, all of us were the breadwinners in the women. Mm-hmm. In in the relate the mm-hmm. I'm trying interesting. To, I'm trying to think if well, why because they were like no, pursuing that, other they were in school think, or well, how no. the, well because one so so one couple um, she was like head of sales for like a really big company and her now husband is a starving artist comedian he's still a little bit starving mm-hmm. um, the other this one is fascinating yeah so uh, and you seem like I mean you have a beautiful house so like I'm assuming like you're running a kind of a successful friend group so I'm surprised that like the women would. Yeah. I don't know. But see, it's interesting that you're saying now, you just said the opposite. You're saying now the opposite to what you were saying before. It's interesting that they would do that, but it, it happens. It, it happens, but yeah. What are the chances of all your friends? Yeah, I that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right, of all of us. No, it's just interesting. So but she's still kind of the breadwinner. What about the other one? She's definitely still the breadwinner. So uh, now I, I'm not in the breadwinner. We're equal breadwinners. Um, and then 
Right. How, what was your situation? Why was, why so, were you at first? Um, because I was always running my own company and I, 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 but did, did he not well. work when you met and him? And he was working uh, for this company who he didn't really like very much and uh-huh. was in debt. Um, and he was continuously getting himself I feel himself like I learned something debt. today. What, the people can be in debt? No, just like, <laughs> because I've been thinking like this whole time, like, because I used to sort of be in situations like that and, and I'm like, I can't do that anymore. Like I have to date someone like equal or above. But well, like, but I but, was but, also a lot younger yeah. when I first started dating my husband, mm-hmm. but I will say most of my female friends who are in this circle... So she started dating him at 33 or 34. Mm-hmm. So it was later for her. And mm-hmm. she still, she just like loved his personality. She was madly in love. And she had come out of another relationship before where she was engaged. She broke off that engagement because mm-hmm. she wasn't happy in it. And I think he was equally as successful to mm-hmm. her, that guy. And then she just found something in this new partner. And they're together now. They have two And children. when you met your husband, you were never like, oh, this sucks. Like, Yeah, of course I said it sucks. Yeah. Like, obviously I wanted something. But I... I, I saw something in him. Like, it's the drive that you're yeah. talking about that that guy also had. There's, there was something in him that I knew that he was, gonna be he was going to be fine. Yeah. Whether it was financial fine or just fine. Plus, I just liked how I felt around mm-hmm. I felt the strongest I've ever felt. I felt the most confident I ever felt. And there were certain times, to be honest, where because of his position and because mm-hmm. of sometimes when he would have doubt about himself, I did question me mm-hmm. and what I was going for. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm explaining this yeah. properly, but like yeah, there, were, there were some moments of doubt there where I was like, well, am I really with like the person who's going to be, not be mm-hmm. something? Cause not that everybody has to be something, but it's, it was, but it doesn't want to say stagnant. It doesn't mm-hmm. want to say stagnant. Yeah. Exactly. And that a hundred percent, that's exactly what it was. I needed to see that there was some sort of plan. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was a plan of, you know what, we're going to help make you super successful and I'm going to be the caretaker for our family and mm-hmm. like just have some sort of exactly as yeah. a plan for the future of, of us together doing mm-hmm. it. That was really important. I don't, but there it were hard times on, where I was down on the fact that he, yeah. he didn't make more money. And it can be hard on guys too. When, when like just their self-esteem, when like they're with someone who does yeah. better than them, it's just yeah. like, even though they don't want to admit it, they, but I feel like they have to pretend like they're so confident about it when it kills them. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not like, you know, my husband was doing nothing. He just wasn't happy in what he was doing when we first yeah. met each other. And he wasn't in a good place. And I still found him extremely mm-hmm. attractive. Um, had he remained like that, mm-hmm. like exactly what you were saying before about being down on himself yeah. being in a wheelchair, had he remained like that, and, you know, you're allowed to have moments. Everybody's yeah. allowed to have moments. Um, I don't think we would have ended up with each other. I don't think so. I um, just started talking with this guy on Bumble and he seems really cool. He's very funny. He dropped like Seinfeld references and I was like, (laughs) I was like swept off my feet immediately. Um, But he (laughs) he listens to the show. No, he doesn't know. No, my profile, my Bumble profile. I have like Seinfeld or, um, and uh, uh, he has the same job that my ex had has. And I don't, don't which is what job. He's basically like a contractor, project manager for like a construction company. Uh-huh. And Why don't you like that job? Sounds like a good job. Yeah. It's like a fine, it's a fine job. I mean, I was with my ex for eight years and, and I think what I didn't like about it was that all the people that he was associating with were people that I didn't want, that didn't feel like would better my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to downplay people in the industry. It was just like, but that's was, an LA thing. <laughs> it is an LA thing, but I didn't need my boyfriend for networking, but like, there was no like fun events to go to with him. It was just all these like dudes who worked construction and like we would go to like, I went to a couple barbecues and they were like fine enough people, but it was just like, they didn't open up my world at all. And so this guy on his profile, it says design director. And so I was like, what do you design direct for? And he's like, well, they didn't have my job title. I actually do this like project management stuff for like building homes and stuff. And like, I, I didn't lose interest immediately. We haven't met or anything, but I was kind of disappointed. Not that it's a different class. I don't even have a freaking job. So like good for him for <laughs> providing for his own life and having his own place. You right. Know? But it didn't excite me. Mm-hmm. It didn't like turn me on. We're like, Ooh, this could open up so many possibilities of like travel with him or events with him or something. And that's it's interesting. Good. So what you're, 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 you're showing is that you look at the full picture when you see somebody and what that's going to yeah. be. Yeah. But I'm trying to write them off for it. Right. But that's your way. And this happens as you get older and you have a lot of situations you start, which is not, it's not great, but it's an easier way to start 
eliminating yeah, some people. Yeah, because I also just said, and you're opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, Which, but may, he may not be that at all. Right. He may yeah. be completely different. That was one example of a person. It is hard, though, when it's some, like, like I'm trying to, like, not date my ex at all. Even yeah. though, I like, would say most people do this. Yeah. Everything yeah. Else. Even though there was, that he wasn't, he was, he was fine guy. But, like, I just, like, if I see that they vacation in Martha's Vineyard and they went to boarding school, I'm like, nope, yep. nope, nope. Yep. Like, I just don't want yep. that same person. Yeah. Right. I also broke my hand in Martha's Vineyard, so I'm never going back. <laughs> no, but it's just quick ways of eliminating yeah. people, of, mm-hmm. like, uh, sifting through all the people that yeah. are coming your way. Is it good? Is it bad? I have absolutely no idea, but you're saying you didn't like what that mm-hmm. created before yeah. and it wasn't a good mesh for you. So you're going to look for something. Yeah. Else. Interesting. Okay. I want to go to the next question. That was great. Overanalyzing ladies. Um, <laughs> hi, Marnie. Cause we're clearly struggling. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, it's Can not- you give us advice? Married person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh God. No. Um, hi, Marnie and Kristen. And guest, I'm 24 and I love your show. It's given me great advice and even helped me get through some tough breakups. My problem is I still have trouble approaching women and putting the advice into action. If we are in a group of people I'm comfortable around, I can focus in on the person I'm interested in and be witty, charming, and possibly funny. But when it's one-on-one, my mind goes blank and I have no idea what to say or what topics to breach without being cheesy and awkward. To add another layer to this, I'm living in Germany and while I'm learning German, tricky language, and most young people in the city speak English... I feel weird starting conversations with English. Just bring up the Holocaust. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every time. yeah, seriously. Aryan Nation Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. Icebreaker. That's yeah. how they did it. Well, so for you guys who are really great at talking to people and being charming because that's part of your profession, what what can you advise, advise him on what topics to bring up and how to start conversations with people? Um, do you ever talk to people just like out, like not do you, do they, do people approach you like in just the grocery, you know, no, it's life. almost never happened. Yeah. It, does, it really doesn't happen very often. So it's like, I don't really have many examples of someone just breaking into conversation, but he's right. saying they're in a group. Is he no, saying, but is he saying like when they're once they're on a date one-on-one or is he saying to approach them? See, that's the thing. I don't know. Um, I still have trouble approaching women and putting the advice into action. So he's saying, like he said in a group of people, I think when you're, well, I think but when, when you're, it's one-on-one, my mind goes blank and I have no idea oh, what to say or what topics to breach without being cheesy. Well, we can answer awkward. both of them. We can answer if you're approaching them or on a date, okay. but I think when you're on a date, like don't ask like interview style questions. Like, where'd you go to school? Like all that stuff. Cause Ugh. it's just boring. Yeah. Like try to like ask questions that would help you to actually really get to know the person better. Like, okay. like. I don't know. I, I have like a few, like I have like a few like stories like about myself that I know if I bring them up on a date, it basically sort of like, it gives like a quick five minute thing. I'm like, Oh, you can get like a, the cliff notes on who I am. He should have those stories about himself sort of like that. He can like find like tricks to lead idea. into. And then she can have like a story back, you know, like, like I talk about my broken hand now all the time. And then someone could, you know, Tell so me about how, 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 yeah, how do you bring that up? So let's say you guys are sitting there in silence. Okay, well, if we're, like, if we're like eating at dinner, I'm, I, I can't even hold a knife barely. So like I'll be like, oh, it's awkward, and then I'll make fun of myself about it. And then it usually leads into someone being like, oh, when I was a little kid, we used to go camping here, and I broke my hand. You know what I mean? That leads into, it's supposed to just being like, so what do you do for fun? Right. Well, So, so have little stories about yourself that will make them have something back. Yeah. Okay. So that you could throw into the conversation if there is like a lull. So I have, um, in a lot of my programs, I talk about having either mission statements, not mission statements or, uh, mission conversations, or like just having five topics in your back pocket that you can bring up that, you know, can open up conversations. So things that are applicable to most people that you're going to be interacting Mm -hmm. with. So for example, a mission conversation would be things that you're trying to accomplish. You're Mm -hmm. on a mission to do them. So, Uh When I was doing a boot camp in London with David Wygant, who's been on our show before, um, yeah. <laughs> um, he he would do this really cool thing with strangers that he would meet, and he'd show everybody on the boot camp that he was doing it. But his mission was we would go out uh, to interact just around the city, mm-hmm. and we would end up at like outdoor malls or you know, even a mall, for example. Um, and his mission would be to find an amazing T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And he had like a full description oh, of what he was looking this. for. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really interesting because he had really cool ways of weaving people into that conversation. So even yeah. when he would walk That's into cool. a store, mm-hmm. he would say, okay, I'm on a mission to do this. But then he'd pull in the retail people, then mm-hmm. other people who were also at the store as well. And he would say, like, like um, if he's trying on a shirt, he'd say, come here, come over here. Can you look at this? Like, you're a really cute girl. Can you just give me your perspective on mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah, that's a good move. So, like, things, things like that that would help Sorry. warm him up, but then give him 
a mission of like something to bring people, of mm-hmm. something to bring people into and into his world that mm-hmm. I thought were really good. So I, I love that advice of prepping yourself mm-hmm. before and providing yourself with a few topics that are applicable to you. Like for me, I would talk about building a house right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would talk about ha- having a new child in my life. Mm-hmm. I would talk about uh, not really being so social right now. <laughs> Maybe yeah. a little bit of brain fog. Like I, there's things that I can use to connect with other people. And especially if I know where they're coming from as mm-hmm. well, I can weave it into mm-hmm. that conversation. Just having something, those things top of mind is really helpful. Something that it's weird. Cause I can't think of how I have conversations on dates, but I have so many, con- it's just constant talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but some, I was just analyzing or remembering to dates and I always open up with not on purpose, but we'll get a drink. And I always, I say, they'll say, what do you drink? And I say gin and tonics. And I'm kind of embarrassed about drinking gin and tonic. It's not like a sex. Nice. Drink. It's like, I think it makes you seem badass. Really? Think think so? badass. My goal is yeah. to get to the point where I drink like bourbon on the rocks. I just think it will sound cool. That sounds it. awesome. See, that yeah. sounds cool. Gin and tonic sounds like an old lady or something. No. But I, but I use it. Sounds, like sounds like a boat captain. It sounds cool. Oh, really? Oh, I like okay, it. Cool. Well, then I'm looking at all. It's better that. than ordering a box sound like every yeah, girl, yeah. myself included. <laughs> That's true. But I use that kind of as like an opener because they'll say, "Oh, why do you drink gin?" Or I'll say, "I only drink gin because I really just only drink gin because it doesn't give me super crazy headaches." Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about how I. Only it's a great opener. Really drink gin, and then the conversation just kind of opens from there. Anything that makes you different, I think, is a good thing to yeah. bring up. And then they'll talk about what they usually drink. And then it just, then the waterfall opens or okay. the conversation. Do you ever, when also you can edit this out. Do you talk about like being depressed or anything on here? Um, oh, on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. so do you ever bring up like stuff like that on dates or do you just try to put like, yeah, I, yeah. I always think that's like, Oh wait, your Lisa, podcast or being depressed is that well, on a date? On a date. I was just making sure if you needed to, if she didn't want to talk about this on here. Oh yeah. Say no, that. Here, right. I'm totally open to but it. But are you but asking if she bring up the fact that she does a podcast? No, no, no. Or I'm she, saying on, on a date, do you like, do you bring, do you bring up, up any problems or anything or like that you have, or you just try do to pretend? No, I, I, I generally, you gotta, you gotta trick them. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. I put on my good face for at least two days. Yeah. Um, but I generally don't do talk about having depression until, unless they say like, what do you do or something? And I say live podcasts and then they ask what they're about, but I usually, for mm-hmm. some reason, don't even get to that point. Yeah. And actually that makes me think about the guys. Like they're not asking enough questions about me. Because right. I'm not really even prompted to talk about it. If I weird, would, yeah. If I was, I they don't ask like, you what you do. Well, they ask me like what I do, but like I'll say like, oh, I I do some podcasting, and like they'll they'll say they won't ask like, oh, what are the podcasts about? Would you want them to? Generally, yeah. But I know. Yeah, it's I'm kind like, of rude that they not ask. Yeah, that is a little rude. What they're about? Well, what do you? What questions do you like? Well, like, if I said like, I had a podcast, I would expect them to be like, oh, what's it about? Yeah. But I think <laughs> and so maybe, just like, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not, I'm doing them a disservice because maybe I'm like blowing through it. Like, oh, I do, you know, I've been uh, maybe. for a while and I kind of talk over and it. And some people actually don't really, some people don't really know what a podcast is. Yeah, so maybe really they don't. just don't know. What, yeah. Yeah. Well, what questions do you like being asked on dates? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I feel like I like leads <laughs> the first date. Maybe that's yeah, like, I do too. I feel like I have like a shtick at least for the yeah. first date where it's like same. So I can't really think about. And what's your shtick? But what or what better question is? What would you like a guy to do to sort of throw your shtick off so that it's not you taking lead of the conversation? Because I'm sure that that would have more of an effect on. Yeah, I would prefer if a guy that. like led the conversation more. But, what do you want them to say to take the lead? Like, what does that mean, taking the lead of a conversation? Gosh, I don't know. What? What would? I don't know. I'm gonna give it to you. What would you want them to ask you? Um, not even ask well, you. To take the lead, it's it's take the lead of the conversation. In a, like, when I think take the lead of the conversation, I think of him just talking about himself and going on and on about. No, himself. that's dominating the conversation, and that's not good because I've had that happen, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, they're like, wah 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 wah, um, and then I'm drinking a lot more gin. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't. I'm drinking gin now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't, it's weird. I can't, it's weird to think back cause I can't really think how the guy, and I think I'm the same way that I'm, I think I'm dominating the date. I think, I beginning. think when you're an entertainer, it's hard to, to, especially for a first date to shut that off. Like when you're a comedian, you're used to being like, all right, I know how to get people to like me. I know how to get the audience on my side. Like 
I can make anyone like me on a first date because it's what I do. It's the second and third date where it's like, oh, once you have to actually have to get to know me, it's like, I don't really know what to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. I don't have anything else. Well, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really want you to know me. No. Yeah. Well, so what, so how do actually, guys get to the second and third date with you? Like, so what do you have to see in them? Which I asked before as well, but like, so what is it that you want to see from those dates in order? God, I just want a guy to take the lead more. I want, I want to, I want to not have to sit there like at least after a first date, and just be like, do I text them? Do they text me? I just want them to plan it yeah. to, 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 to stick to the date, not be like, Hey, maybe we'll meet up later. Like I, and that happens a lot. Yeah. I think in this, this day and age, especially like, I think it's, it should not, I use should in quotes. Like, I think it should be normal for 20 year olds to have that kind of mm-hmm. like maybe, but in our thirties, are you in your thirties? Mm-hmm. Then it's like you, Enough. You don't want time. that. Yeah. It's, really it's just annoying. It feels yeah. disrespectful too after a while where it's like, you don't really value my time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the things that were applicable in our twenties that would have worked in our twenties don't work now. Mm-mm. When do you think that? I mean, I'll still like, I mean, I went and met up with someone last night that because I was trying to get over someone else, but it mm-hmm. was like at 11 PM when they got off work and I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I got nothing better to do. Yeah. So I'll still fun? do it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then, so let's say, but I was never like planning, I was never planning to, for him to be someone that I would date date. It was just so right. I could not think about someone else. Right, so yeah. I could be distracted. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. All right. There was more to that question, uh, but I just wanted to answer that part of it. But actually the, the part about, um, not being able to speak German. And he said, even though most people speak English, he feels weird about not speaking German. Is That's that- how he can open up. Sorry. I'm not speaking German. Yeah. Um, girls love a good because his biggest, <laughs> his biggest issue isn't even really starting the conversation. It's getting into the conversation and continuing it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's being, got an icebreaker, just not being German. Yeah. yeah. You're American. Totally. I'm from so wherever I, why I'm in Germany, why I, you know, how long I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, and he's already different. The girls are already going to be like, Ooh, cool. American, American guy. Yeah. Right. There's your accent. Yeah. That's my easy way out. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. No, but those are good points. Yeah. Okay. So to not be sort of freaked Anything out by the that fact makes that you speak. different, bring that up. Mm-hmm. And then how do you remember that? Like, how can you be different and own it? Like, how do you let somebody know you're different in a way that can turn them on? Well, I mean, it, you can read a situation. Well, his situation is easy because obviously he's different, you know, right. her, but like something like a, ordering a gin and tonic, like most people don't order that. So it's already different from the get go, you know? Right. I, so like when people ask about ex-boyfriends, like not many people have dated someone paralyzed. So I talk about that on a first date, like anything that can make you seem different. Right. So you're like, Oh, I'm such a yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like I grew up in uh like not me person, but I'm just saying like, let's say someone like lived in Bali for several years when they were a kid or something. Like, so here's an exercise for people who are listening to the show. I want you to, to take half an hour for tonight mm-hmm. or some, some night this week and to write down 10 things that are unique to just That's you. such a great idea. Yeah. Things that couldn't be said by anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. So things exactly the, the list that you just provided and everybody has something that's mm-hmm. unique with them. So injuries they have when they were younger. Um, and try to keep it light. Nothing too, right, exactly. Yeah. Nothing too horrible yeah. for you, but things that are unique for me. I mean, I had a stroke when I was 20. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. That would yeah. be one thing that was on my list. Yeah. And there's lots of things that you can think of. Everybody has something interesting about them. You've yeah. lived your life for a long period yeah. of time. There's unique things for you. So that yeah. would be a good exercise. And those are things you can find ways, just like penis or small hand guy. <laughs> he was able to squeeze in that he has a good penis or she was coming back for his mm-hmm. penis. So I'm sure you can work a way yeah. into the conversation that you can express these things that mm-hmm. are unique to you. And then you can steer the conversation. Yeah, be prepared. If you have to be prepared, like... People prepare for jobs. They do like, yeah. they, they do all the right things to get the job that they want. You might as well treat dating like that a little yeah. bit. And the Don't truth just go is in that willy nilly. On the opposite side yeah, of the conversation, really like <laughs> women aren't sitting there thinking, I know how to have a conversation. I'm perfect at it. I know everything I'm going to say yeah. next. They're feeling just as uncomfortable oh, that totally. things are going to get stale and stagnant. So if you have a new conversation to toss out, that can lead to more conversation that possibly opens up some sort of connection between the two of you. Mm-hmm. They're going to be very open to... Con, um, contributing mm-hmm. to that conversation and, and just talking with you. Anyway, yeah. Um, but I think that's a really good exercise for people to do and they should do it as soon as they finish listening to this podcast. All right. We have time for one more question. So I'll do actually, this is a good one. Um, okay. Although it all, it will sound defensive. Let me start by saying I was never in the dating scene, high school sweethearts, and do not consider myself a men's rights activist. I just listened to 
to one of your podcasts, episode uh, 208, and in it, you both stated that it's a turnoff if the man doesn't pay for everything until fairly deep into the relationship. How do you reconcile this with feminism and equality in a world where men would feel justified in the wage gap based on being required, in quotes, to foot the bill during dating? Love the show and the insights I've gleaned from it. Thank you, Mike C. Um, well, number one, I think they're like, women still don't get paid what men get paid. So number one, there's that. Well, but yeah, I think he was saying like, number two, we have to buy tampons. We have to buy makeup. We have to yeah. get our nails done. We have to pay for our hair to get colored. We have, yeah. I mean, honestly, there's so much fucking cost that goes into dating that it's insane. Right. Uh, for a girl. And number three, it's a fucking turn on. I don't care. Feminist, yeah. not feminist. It's a turn on when a dude pays for something. So that's how I justify all of that. The okay. End, the end yeah, it's a turn on. And yeah. is, it, is it a huge turn off if a guy doesn't pay? Yeah. Why? It's, I don't know. It, it, I, I'm kind of old school though. Like I would want, I, that's just, there's a lot of people who don't feel that way and they're yeah. fine with people splitting the bills and I, I, I don't like it. Like I even, um, I mean, later on it's fine, but like a first date, like, yeah, I mean, have some, I just don't know why people like, don't want to have some sort of like, let's say in the world today, we're going on tons of first dates. How? Oh, yeah, I feel bad for guys. Maybe that's why guys shy away from asking people out because it's so expensive. They yeah. want to make sure you're the right. Right. They want, they want and to be so, the best. And a place like LA where it's the rent's so expensive and it's so hard to make money, like, and going out to dinner is so expensive. Like, yeah, I could put a guy into the, and I've actually had guy friends tell me that, like when they were first single, um, like the thousands, thousands on yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah. It's so I don't, play, I don't, yeah. I mean, that does suck. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why they're so wishy-washy. Well, have better yeah. first dates so that you have less first dates. Okay, yeah. well, that's good. But so, so basically, you're saying that it's not about feminism at all. Not it's for just, me, I don't think it is for me either. It's not like I want. I I, I don't even really know how to explain it. It just it's weird. Mm-hmm. If I, first of all, if he expects me to pay for that first date that he initiated in some way, but what if what if you initiate the first date? Like if you ask that guy out, do you pay? Mm, I think usually when you ask people out, you at least offer because yeah. I yeah. Because but then you still expect them to say, don't worry, I've got it. I don't know. I don't know that I would be mad in that scenario. If I asked someone to do something, I would probably pay for it. Really? And yeah. it wouldn't, you wouldn't think about it after? I don't think I would ask someone like for a first pay. date, though. You wouldn't say that? I don't think I don't think I would right? ask. No, I don't think I would ask a guy for a first okay. date, I, though. I would never ask a guy for yeah. a first date. Oh, really? Okay. But if I, in the event that I did, I would think it would make sense for me to pay. Okay. But that just sets you up for the wrong type of relationship. That's why I think I have a theory on Bumble where I think like, does that like, because the girl has to do like the first, like I hate that by the way, saying hi first or whatever. Does it, does Bumble attract a group of guys that like when girls take the reins? My roommate was saying the same thing because every friend that I have that is in a relationship off of Bumble, it's like the guys dynamic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's like the beta. Mm -hmm. Every time one of my friends pays for everything for the guy that she's with now. Wow. Yeah, every time Bumble's like, please rate us, because I've already rated them, and they continue yeah. to ask me. So I'm like, all right, fine, I'll tell you again. Stop making a girl. I know this is what sets you apart from, like, Tinder. Yeah. Stop making a girl be the first, because it's, um, like you said, it creates a different dynamic. And what what I found that happens on Bumble is that the girl has to put the first move out there or put the first line out there. And then the guy never seems to take the reins. And so it's like, I had to work hard to create the opener and the guy's being difficult with his like shitty response mm-hmm. and then not taking the reins from there. So it's like, I've already done the work and then they're not coming so back. So now you feel like every man who's out there who has shit. And I also just no. feel like I give shitty responses back when yeah. people message me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. But not on Bumble, like on the other apps where I'm like, I didn't really put much time into that response. It look it gets old on Bumble though for the girl being it, because it's every single time, like on a different mm-hmm. app, it's not every single time. If every now and then the girl had the first opener and the guy had like a mediocre response, like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But basically what I'm every saying time. is like, I put a lot of thought into my opener and the guy will come back with like, ha ha, what's up or something. Right. And what's, I'm like, your, what's your go-to opener? It's always specific for the, for oh. the person. So oh, see, like, that's so nice. And yeah. Thoughtful. I think that's why I get bitter because I put so much freaking energy into having a good opener. So the guy... Who, right. Well, think about all the emails that I get from guys who are like, I worked so hard to write this freaking opener. No, but mine, still writes yeah. back or doesn't yeah. write back. Completely goes me. Well, yeah, but that's the problem with Bumble because it's like, it's not like it's every other time. It's every single time. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the dude who has the job that my ex has, I had a really cute opener for him. So he was, he has, he has a son. 
he's three, and his son, he has a picture of him on his shoulders, and he's wearing a Batman costume, and he's asleep. And I just wrote, I can't believe Batman would sleep on the job. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, and so it's like cute little openers, and he yeah. has a great response. He's, I can't remember, oh, he said, it's so hard to find good help these days. <laughs> That's cute. And I said, Very I'll, cute. You better go out with this guy. I totally want to go out with him, but he hasn't initiated. It's like, we've, he's been texting me, and now it's going to the point where, like, Dude, you missed the good moment. Like we were talking oh, for like two days, and now it's just dragged out because all we've done is just been like, "What are you up to?" That you know, now it's kind of gotten to that point where it's like, either ask me out or just like Stop shit, talking shit or get off the pot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, but I'm sure you have that frustration as well. So maybe you are right. Maybe they're being careful and cautious about who they invest in. Yeah, maybe. And they want to build up something. But you're saying as women, it gets very frustrating, and it becomes a turnoff if they don't yeah. act pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I put in the hard work to like start this and now you have to take the reins like I'm passing the baton to you now and like Mm -hmm. they don't seem to always take the baton so you're saying by you engaging is saying ask me out yeah I mean well not right from the beginning because I actually had a guy on there um we said like hi or something you know we had to go for about yeah and he's like want to grab a drink with me and I was and I basically said I don't know enough about you to want to grab a drink okay do you think it's because like because I found this with, with the guys that I've like actually kind of started like dating that like we've been on several dates. Every time I'm really nice or really witty or like it like give not even too much, not even like, Hey, I miss you more just like anything other than a few words, then they're short with me. But the minute that I'm like kind of short with them, the more like, I think uh, that, I think that there, I think that guys like to, I don't know chase i guess yeah i guess it's the chase and actually then they like to not know like for sure if you like them like they like to be like it's good to make them a little insecure i'm not good at doing that because i'm just nice but like me too i would like to have that talent my roommate like tries to talk me like talk talk me into being like kind of mean or Mm -hmm. cold with guys because i'm way too nice and yeah, she'll send me articles. It's really like, hard to do it, old. though, when you're genuinely a, like, a nice person. Yeah, because I can see the other side of it where I'm like, well, I wouldn't want like someone to make me feel like shit. Like, right. why would I? Right. But do you think it's more? But clearly it's not working. So, But do you think it's more attractive that they are sort of delaying their responses in the very beginning because it is getting you more hooked? Like, No, I, I, don't, I actually don't like it. Like, I'm so not like, oh, well, that- I don't like mean guys or bad boys or whatever. Like, for me, I'm just kind of like, well, that was rude. I wouldn't do that to you. And so you're saying that if they did respond better you would like them yeah and like ask you out so, yeah okay yeah. this is this is a good I don't space want a guy playing like, hard to get with me right so this is a good space for you to be listening so when a woman does invest back in you mm-hmm. that is her saying like pull the trigger yeah, yeah. Like, and that's where you can set your side apart yourself apart from the other guys who are out there because all these other guys are delaying mm-hmm. so that if you do and again not like right away as Kristen just said but if you do after you made a connection of some sort and you're like oh that girl's yeah. cool maybe they are taking longer to and there are definitely girls out there that are assholes though because I've had I've had friends like that where like They'd be like, why isn't he texting me? And the moment he does, they're like, oh, he's so annoying. I'm like, shut up. You wanted him to text you. Like, yeah. you know. But that's for your benefit as well. So what yeah. about this girl that you said she met him on Bumble, but now she pays for everything. Does she complain about it? Yeah. Well, now that now that we all know is like our friend group, like she does, she's now like kind of hiding it. But yeah, she just tortures her. But she I guess she just wants to be with him. But she likes him. So it doesn't matter. So it's not a deal breaker. Uh, no, she doesn't like it. But is she lowering her standards? Yes. That's, yeah. But it's just not nice. Like what no, he's but- doing. And so he's kind of taking advantage. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. It's a different situation. It's It's not like, but but for people to hear, yeah, like it's not a deal breaker for, for women. Yeah. But they don't have a healthy relationship and they won't, they, they won't stay together. Yeah. It's not, it's different than like, Oh, he's working towards something. She's helping him out. It's like, No, no, he's just straight up taking advantage of her. And she knows that she just can't be alone. But there's lots of other guys that she could be with. No. Yeah, but when you like someone, it's like you don't care how. It, when you're so no, but I'm saying that these are really interesting things yeah. to hear. That like when you're really into somebody, it doesn't matter. They can be doing all these horrible things. To oh you. yeah, and that's why a lot of guys. Or if think, you just have low self esteem, right? Which a lot of people do. Yeah. So that's that's like where where guys get this theory that women like bad boys because they see so many men who are doing these things. Yeah, and they're women, getting girls. Yeah, and they're getting girls. And so I guess like the main point of what we're doing here and on this show is to try and find out how you can still give that yeah. off to women, but in a kind way, like yeah. is it possible to still be a good, kind person yeah. and get that same attention. So yeah. it sounds like, you know, she's into it and yeah. she's friends with you. I'm sure she's also very confident in other ways. Right. Mm-hmm. She, she's not like a, yeah, no, no, not yeah. At all. right. So there, there, it is possible. And these are girls that guys want to date. And again, I'm not teaching guys how to yeah. you know, manipulate women, yeah. but 
it is possible that totally. women can be attracted to that. Okay. So that answers the question of paying for, was that even the question that was asked? Yeah. 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 The feminism it's, thing. I forgot. Yeah. It's totally like forgot. Justify it basically. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So we are going to end our show because I am so brain foggy today. It's mm-hmm. crazy, but you guys did an excellent job. You of couldn't it. Thank you. Really? Yeah, you couldn't tell at all. My God, I can't even think today. Um, but you guys did an excellent job of answering the questions. Yes. <laughs> As usual. Uh, so Rachel, tell people about your podcast. That's also oh, on yeah. Wondery. Yeah. We should have said it at the beginning of the show. I so I apologize. So, yeah. oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's called um, Be Here for a While. And what's it about? Uh, it's like a comedy podcast. I interview other comedians or, or sometimes I just interview random people. We just chat about life. I think today when I record it, I'm just going to do it by myself though. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. What are you going to talk yeah. about? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I just yeah. didn't schedule a guest, so. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Have Kristen on. Yeah. Want to do it? <laughs> I would, but I would have to go to work right now. All right. Another well, time. Mind. Do, yeah. do it in the car with her while she's <laughs> Anyway, and then this Bye. is my co-host, Kristen, and she is still going to be doing her, right? Yeah. Other podcast? We're doing another show, yeah. Okay, awesome. So please go check that out. And new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out of the What She Wants, of uh, what the, I don't even know what the fuck this show's called anymore, <laughs> um, of the show where we give advice to men <laughs> on what women want that comes out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. We couldn't do this without you. We'll see you next week.